0: Welcome to this video. I'm Ingo from Roast Travels and today we have a very special guest. He's the two times um, German champion in coffee roasting. Welcome, André Kirberg. Nice to be here. Yeah, uh, great to have you. And um, once you are here, I would like to take the opportunity to talk about roasting championships because this is something you obviously um, have experienced and know quite quite a bit about it. And for most viewers, that might be something new, something that they don't know from behind, that they don't really precisely know what but it's but it's about. Therefore, I would like to deep dive a bit into that topic. But first, before we start, you can tell me a little bit about your coffee story, about your coffee journey, how, how you started um, until the point where you became then roasting champion. Yes.
1: Um, Actually, I've been quite interested in coffee for many, many years, um, starting back in 2013 when I was working in a high-end classical cocktail bar. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that interested me most at the beginning was, of course, latter art, because I was preparing coffee and my colleagues there were quite refined in in, in doing latter art, um, Mm -hmm. like the basic motifs that that are out there. And um, it always triggered me to, to learn that as well. And then in early 2016, I stumbled into a specialty coffee shop for the first time. And then when I had my first Kenyan filter coffee and saw the differences and nuances and taste that coffee can have, um, that really, really um, struck me like lightning. And after that, um, I became uh, a seasoned nerd in the in the in the coffee sector. And um, few years later, when I was um, uh, doing the first cafe with my, my wife and, mm. and, and business partner together. Uh, that's when we started to be professional specialty coffee people.
0: Yeah. So you started a coffee shop. And um, meanwhile, you transition, transitioned it to a coffee roastery, or do you still have the coffee shop as well?
1: No, we we don't have the uh, coffee coffee shop anymore. Like mm-hmm. um, when Corona um, struck, we um, had the opportunity to get out of our contract. Yeah, because there were some things not not um, going smoothly with our landlord as well. So we said like, yeah, that, let's do something else. Yeah, um, and then in. Um, August 2020, we started our coffee brand Seekind yep. um, with a first roast that was then still done by Stefan from Mukushka Cafe in Stuttgart. Yeah, And in uh, 2021, in, in April, I started um, a side hustle working in a roastery in the Lake of Constance. And uh, that's where I started roasting myself and where we developed um the flavor profile and uh, and the different roasts that we that we have for our roastery now. Yeah. And meanwhile, by the way, I'm going to um put the link to Seikin
0: Roastery um down in the show notes so that everybody can then have a look at your at your shop and maybe also order online to you ship all over Europe.
1: Uh, we ship all over Europe, yeah. uh, apart from Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's um, that's a bit complicated to to ship to Switzerland. But yeah. um, everything else in Europe, um, apart from the UK and I think Norway, yeah, okay. we can mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. deliver coffee there.
0: Yeah, okay. But the Swiss people they can do a a daily visit <laughs> to the lake, uh, to the nice lake, and drink a coffee at your place. But then, um, so so then you started roasting in two thousand. 21 mm-hmm. yourself and 2022, you became a co- German coffee roasting champion. What happened um, between that? How, how, how did this uh, progress happen?
1: Well, when I went into coffee in, in, in 2018, 2019, um, I started my barista education at mm-hmm. Goran Huber's Coffee Institute in Innsbruck. Mm-hmm. Um went through all the modules there um until the barista coffee master which mm. is an extensive course more on rock green coffee and um and coffee roasting yeah and sensory and i did a lot of um sensory classes uh, coffee roasting classes mm. the cafe Nikolai Nikolai first and uh, people who are really seasoned pros in their in their field and so i got a lot of input from people who are really I focused really far in coffee roasting and coffee in general uh, and I just got my knowledge from them and adapted it to my coffee style Mm. and apparently it worked out out quite well. What is your coffee style? Um, I like light roasts but still developed so what I don't like is um, what you see often in in, in prominent roasteries, I'm not going to drop any names but and uh, there are a lot of coffee roasties out there who um, produce underdeveloped coffee. yeah, that's a you if you take a bean and you bite through the bean and you see some green inside, mm-hmm. that's an underdeveloped coffee. and you yeah. can taste it. Um they tend to be a bit grassy but mm. vegetable like. Um, and I'm really sensitive to that, and I don't like that. so mm. I, 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 I I like sweetness. And also at the moment, there's a discussion um, started by. I think Samos Mirke from the ZHW in Zürich, the Coffee mm. Excellence Center, is there actually any tasteable sweetness in coffee or is sweetness something we perceive from the balance of sourness, bitterness and and, and, and body? So um, that's a really interesting discussion going on, and so the question is: Is there actually any sweet flavors in coffee? Yeah, uh, everyone will argue yes, there are, um, but it's something to be discussed. Something really interesting. Uh, but I like I like balanced coffees. Um, I talked with another German roast on that topic at the Frankfurt Coffee Festival last year, and he brought up the term "balance is complexity," and I think that's spot on. Um, I like fruity, light roasts, but then the, f- the, the fruitiness and the, the acidity needs to come from the green coffee itself mm. and shouldn't be roasted in by using the style of underdeveloping the roast a little bit so that you perceive mo- more of these enzymatic aromas. I think that's that's something I, I don't like. and So um, I, I have nice developed roasts, um, still light, but um, I like sweetness in coffee there's such a thing. Yeah, okay, if there's such a thing. I, I think
0: anybody likes, uh, everybody likes a sweetness in coffee that's kind of a target to reach. But you, but I understand from your point because you really were very fast in developing your roasting skills. You did some roasting workshops but you also focused quite a lot on sensory skills. So what is the role of of fine-tuning your sensory skill mm-hmm. in your opinion?
1: Um, once you learn what, happens during a roast when you change th- certain parameters. Um, like if you want to have more acidity in coffee, um, you should always go with a, a higher gas setting mm. quite early on in the roast. Um, if you want to have more sweetness and balance in your cup, um, you normally try to stretch that drying phase a mm. and, and, um, maybe even roast a soak. So a soak mm. is when you, um, let just let the heat of the roasting machine itself homogenize the, the, the roasting at the, or the beans at the beginning. And then you start applying um, uh, uh, more heat and, and, and gas settings. Um, and uh, you can get, and that you, you learn in, in coffee roasting competitions, everyone is using the same coffee. So you have 16 different roasts of the same coffee. And once you have seen the variety of tastes, um that you can create with the same green bean Mm. then you know that roasting is something that's really dependent on your style and your Mm. knowledge of sensory and what happens during what phase of the roast interesting why did you or how did it happen that you started
0: to um get into coffee roasting championships so at a certain point after probably a year of roasting you said yeah, want to go to the championships or even
1: even earlier? Yeah, not even that. As actually, um, four months, uh, four or five months after after starting roasting, yep. um, I um, got the opportunity to take part in the German Brewers Cup. I was uh, um, applying on the website without even even knowing what what was actually required of me. And then um, after a couple of weeks, like six weeks before the com- weeks before the competition, I got a call from. Uh Nicole and Ansky, hey, do we want to compete in the Brewers cup? We uh, space just opened up and I said, yeah, cool. um and then after that I started started um, researching what what is actually the requirement of of, of you as a participant in the in a brewers Cup And, I went, okay, uh, interesting. Um, and just go uh, just went for it and, and and just um had a lot of fun um, met a lot of great people. and um, then I became hooked within the SCA coffee competition community yep. and which is um, everywhere you go is, is a really great bond of people yeah. who are just have a, have a common goal to to bring coffee onto another le- level, bring it, make it more accessible for for the consumer. Yeah. Um, what I don't like in, in, in modern coffee is when people tell you don't use sugar don't use milk mm. like um, yeah like can invite people to to take the first sip without but um, you need to let people have time to adapt to your yep. taste and um, break the habit they maybe have for 20 30 even 40 years and mm. um, once you give them the time and the and the knowledge and you talk to them and not talk down to them mm. um, that's when people start to enjoy coffee and that's uh, mm. what unites the community in, in Germany and everywhere else I went. So how was the ambition during such a roasting championship?
0: Was it, uh, you, uh, is, if I understand you correctly, then it might have been kind of a supportive
1: uh, ambience or was it very competitive? Um, it's really, really supportive. Um, uh, we share, everyone shares information. Um, everyone is trying to help each other. Um, there's of course a certain level of, of, of competitiveness in the mm. competition. Um, Especially at the world stage, it's a lot more competitive at the world stage than it is at the national stage, um, but it's more about learning from each other. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you've got 16 roasters at a remote location this year at ProBart, so it's really really cozy um, and yeah. they're not a lot a lot of spectators uh, there's basically only the competitors and the coaches and the SCA and the judges and mm. so you get the opportunity to talk to your colleagues about um what marketing efforts are you mm. are you working on what's what's actually working for you what's not um there's a lot of coffee platforms out there um, um what are your experiences with those um mm. There's talks about sourcing green mm. coffee, about finding employees, and, mm. and general problems that you that you encounter as a mm. as a owner of a roastery. That's something that's discussed at at, at these events, and so okay. um, it's more like a friendly field trip than a, than actually a competition. Okay, interesting.
0: So it really brings people together, and there uh, could be then something anybody who is into roasting would consider to do. Yes how many um, participants
1: were uh, this year at the roast championship 60 60 16 16 okay yeah. so anybody can compete and uh, you just need to be a member of the of the sca yeah. hmm. um there were quite a few competitors there who did it for the first time and said, oh, I, I don't i'm not really sure if I'm, I'm up for that and and um i know for the first year i, I, I was feeling the same way um yeah. But at the end of the day, you never know um, what can happen. Anybody can win. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely in the second year. It was more applying knowledge and things I learned from the first year and uh, and the World Coffee Roasting Championship. But um, there's certain elements and, and and techniques and tactics you can apply. Um, that, that's true for any any championship. But at the end of the day, anybody who participates uh, participates has the chance to to take home the trophy
0: yeah okay and um can you tell me a bit what what is happening at the coffee roasting
1: championship um so it's a three-day competition day one is uh, getting acquainted talking about the rules because the rule book is like that many pages okay. um you talk to the judges like any specifics any um aspects that that are relevant to, to this year's competition mm-hmm. um you then start with um a sample roast of of the coffee that will be used in the competition yeah um that you will cup later on to mm-hmm. to um, create a roast plan that has to be quite detailed on mm-hmm. all aspects of the roast um, mm-hmm. so you have to predefine the your starting temperature your end temperature um, and even a uh, 0.1 degree difference can get you um, uh, points deducted okay um, you have to tell what the roast will tell uh, uh, taste like mm-hmm. even that you have never roasted that coffee on that machine before okay. uh, which is quite tricky um, and then you start the second day um, uh, with the actual competition um, you do the green grading where you evaluate um, a green coffee sample for density, for um, um, uh, how much water is in the coffee, um, um, screen sizing, yeah. and defect sorting. And you got uh, like a 300 gram sample with mm. any defect you can imagine, mm. and you have to really count every every de- uh, defect. So sometimes you have a an unripe bean, and you have 50, 50 unripe beans in there, and you yeah. have to find all of them. Yeah, the more you find, the more points you get, and okay. you have to do that in a certain amount of time. And um, it's it's actually quite quite um, demanding to make it happen within the given time that you have because it's not enough. Yeah. Okay. And then so. um, you have your competition rows uh-huh. um, where you um, get six kilograms of of, of the green coffee, uh-huh. and then you can decide: Am I going to one do one or two rows? Most uh-huh. people do two rows, uh-huh. and um, then you have to hand in one and a half kilograms of the roasted coffee. Mm -hmm. But of course in every green coffee, you always have some defects. So you need to do some defect sorting before you um, hand in the coffee. And um, this year and and, and the year before, I was always like finished in the last second. So um, I set time and put my coffee there when time was up. Uh, And if you go over time, you you of course get a penalty and a point Mm -hmm. deduction for that. So but luckily I always managed to be right on time. And you make
0: a plan and you have to stick to the plan. So, so for example, if you're starting to roast and you realize, oh, the coffee is behaving a bit differently. Um, what would you do then? Would you roast it to the point where it's perfect or do you need to stick to the, the
1: that, plan? That was actually quite interesting this year because um, um, I was last in the competition, which is normally a disadvantage because you mm. cup the coffee on the, uh, coffee in the next day mm. and somebody who might be roasting at 11 in the morning. Mm. Um, that coffee might have five hours more to degas and develop um, after roasting than my coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, this year I was uh, I was uh, last in the competition. Uh-huh. But what I learned from from the other competitors is because after roasting you do uh, uh, a color evaluation of the coffee and you need to tell before and what color the coffee will have. Yeah, uh, that's probably the most tricky part, um, which gives quite a lot of points. Uh-huh. And I learned that. Everybody was way off of the color scale, mm-hmm. um, due to the fact that the coffee we got was, um, low altitude, but still high density because the, um, place in Colombia where it's growing is a really climately different from the rest of Colombia. Yep. Um, so it's a lot cooler at that level of, mm-hmm. of, of altitude and. The coffee needed a lot more time to develop and mm. created more density, and um, so I actually went over over my roast plan. So I, I had a slightly higher end temperature than I had anticipated, mm. um, but um, that was exactly what what the coffee needed. I said um, uh, my coffee was supposed to have a one thirty five on a on a Probat scale, and a one thirty three, yeah, um, which was a bit over um, but still got me all six points for for that category Mm. Um, so that was a huge huge impact why why i could win this competition this year and how do you prepare for a for a championship um well for the german coffee roasting championship you do a lot of green grading Mm -hmm. Uh, so actually training to sort a sample of 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 defected coffee in a a given given amount of time and for the World Coffee Roasting Championship now, I am uh, getting a lot of coffee, green coffee from colleagues and, mm. um, and sponsors. Um, and then I will go to a, um, Gießen machine and then just roast coffee. Mm. Um, try to comp to be in within the competition time, mm. uh, try to get the temperatures exactly right because we are working with Cropster and, um, it's quite tricky to get like. 180 degrees starting temperature exactly yeah so you need to really know when to press the button um and that's something that you can train and also creating a blend is something that we have to do for the world coffee roasting championship so we get um three coffees and we have to create a blend from that Mm. using at least 10 percent of every coffee Mm. um and that's something you you will, will be training as well so um you might have a, a pre-blend, you might have a post-blend, yeah. um, that's up to you. And, and that's something you can train before and to mm. be exactly precise, make efficient use of your time and, and, and uh, get it all done in the given given amount of time that you get. Okay.
0: So you will get a coffee there at the championships and you don't know what kind of coffee it is.
1: No. Therefore you're
0: kind of preparing now and trying to understand all the different kinds of coffees on this Gießen machine. So yeah. that's it, yeah. Okay, but it will be then in Taipei with a completely different
1: uh, climates than probably at the... Yes, so, exactly. so the, the, that's something that, um, uh, well, I've be traveling there there uh, a few days early and we are actually at the moment looking for um, a roastery there that has a six kilogram reason so yeah. that we can actually train in the Taipei climate mm-hmm. um, with a six kilogram reason uh, beforehand. Um, that's something that... Still looking, so if anybody knows somebody in Taipei who's got a six kilo geese and like, hook me up. Good. So, so think about those
0: championships. I mean, it's quite a time invest, it's quite an effort for you. Why are you doing it?
1: What's the, what are you taking out of a, of a championship? Yeah, well, preparing for a coffee championship, like especially the words is always quite expensive. Um, you got the flights for yourself and, you're, and you the coach, you got your hotel, so it's all always like a, a 10,000 euro cash invest. Mm-hmm. And then there's the time investment inv- as well, which is probably the same amount of time that you that you invest for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely something um, mm-hmm. that's important for your renome, for mm-hmm. your visibility within the coffee community, mm-hmm. for your credibility. It makes you attractive for big brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm talking to two brands about being like the face for, for, mm-hmm. for them. Um, which also extends your own visibility within the coffee community. Yep. Um, but also um, the, the, the aspect of, of learning a lot from your colleagues, learning a lot from the competitions, because coffee roasting at some point uh, loses a bit of its romantic touch, mm. uh, becomes a production thing it becomes a job. At some point, even nice, still a nice job, but Mm. um, if you throw in like the fifth batch of of your um, um, F and B blend, Mm. um, that's something that's not super exciting. Mm. And then a coffee roasting championship or a championship in general is is a good way to get out of your 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 daily practice, uh, get out there, keep on learning because. My experience is that with, with coffee, you 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 never stop learning. There's yeah. so much going on, so many new things that we're learning every year. Somebody comes up with something completely new, and, and um, it's super exciting to be like um, in the top percentage of, of 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 coffee brands out there to yeah. be on a on a level to to talk to these people um, who are out there in the coffee community, really driving it on on, on kind of your. Same eye level, mm. um, um, and having the opportunity to talk to people who you would normally not, not maybe meet, but not mm. not actually get into a conversation too. That's quite interesting. Oh, no. nice!
0: And another thing is then uh, probably that you learn a bit about the roasting, or roasting curves. I don't know how was it for you because you've seen like some of the best roasters of the world working on one coffee. And did they all produce the same profiles, their perfect profile per coffee, or was it different, or was there any learning that you had out of yeah, the approach different roasters had?
1: Well well especially between the first and third place, between Felix from Austria and um Vishnu from, from Indonesia, there was a huge difference in, in, in their approach to roasting that coffee. Yeah. I mean uh, Felix had a had a quite crisp, um, I think eight and a half minute roast with a like, somewhere like minute minute ten development time. Yeah, and Vishnu had like a fourteen minute roast for mm-hmm. for, for, for for one of his coffees. Hmm. Not really sure if it was um, the the um, single origin or the blend, but you can look it up at the Cropster blog. Um, every year uh, Cropster is, is um, uh, officially public uh, publish, um, publishing an article on the the World Coffee Roasting Championship with all the roast profiles from the first three competitors, Mm. Uh, and and it's really interesting to see how different a coffee can taste, even if it's the same roasted coffee. I mean, even for the German coffee championships, we had one coffee, 16 different Mm. roasts, and that shows you that you can accentuate a lot of things by the style of your roasting. Mm with the same green coffee that's why it's so interesting to um of course anybody roastery can any roastery can buy the same green coffee as um tim wendelberg or any other names out there mm. and then just comparing yourself on what are they roasting what am i roasting what's maybe a third roastery roasting doing with the same green coffee um that's what makes coffee so exciting that it's um an unfinished product um, that we get from the from the, from the the farmers all over the world. And then we can work with whatever they created for us and, 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 and highlight certain aspects of, of of the coffee. But you can never make a good roasted coffee from a bad green coffee, but you can always make a bad roasted coffee from a good green coffee. Yeah. Thanks a lot for sharing this. By the way, these two are
0: um, the, the prizes you won for the German Roasting Championship. I hope there will be a third one then uh, in November but mm-hmm. we'll go to Taipei. When when will be the World Championships?
1: Um, the World Championship in Taipei is from the 17th until the 20th of uh, November. Yeah, so uh, still a, a bit of time left, and we're uh, really excited to um, dive into the Taiwanese um, coffee coffee culture because in Asia coffee is a little, totally different. And yeah, I think that what that's also making is making coffee really exciting because. Um, Depending on where you are, you're producing for a market, you're producing coffee for a customer. And Mm -hmm. seeing different styles and ideas of coffee is something that always um, fires your imagination and teaches you a lot about what you could implement in your coffee routine and in your professional coffee business. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, so thanks a lot for sharing everything and um, all the best wishes. If people want to know more about you, about Seidking Roastery or follow you, support you, where can they find more information about you? Uh,
1: you can go to our website um, um or you can go Instagram is also zekind.coffee so any, any social media platform is just uh, okay. or, Yeah, I will, link, um,
0: I will put the link in the description so that people can follow you and support you on your way and then uh, all the best wishes anyway but then especially for November for the World Championship Thank you very much! Thanks a lot Andrew! Mm-hmm.